Mama. I'm Macy Pruitt. And I'm Amy Muriello. Welcome to Rock, Rock Me Mama. Mama. Oh, I can't we're finally, we're finally doing, doing it. This. <laughs> a lot of talk, guys. A lot of talk. Finally. We've been trying to make this happen for, I mean, since we met each other. Yes. But y'all don't know how long that's been, but it's been a while. Months. But literally a toddler gets sick every time we try to do anything. Yeah. Or any shit happens. happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, okay. Let's let's start by saying a little something about ourselves because you don't know us and you don't care. Right. Um, who are you? What do you do? I'm Macy. I am a pre and postnatal online trainer. I run my own business, Fittest Core. Fittest Core. And I have a perfect little two-year-old boy and then another boy on the way. Yeah, pregnant In a matter of weeks. Yeah. I'm, I'm 33 weeks pregnant today. That's wild. And you look, when I was 33 weeks pregnant, I looked like a mo- wild monster. I still refuse to believe that. But You look ridiculous. You look so you. good. Thank you. Um, I'm Amy Mariello. I am a touring musician, a singer-songwriter with Universal, and uh, the mother of a beautiful little toddler Perfect little named Farah. I'm also 40. I had her when I was 38. Eight, mm-hmm. almost thirty nine, and um, and it's just been a journey because I think in the South, especially, it's forties uh, even older than it mm-hmm. is other places. <laughs> yeah, people are popping kiddos out at twenty two. Yeah, and it's just not the same thing. No. Anyway, we don't want you guys to think that we think that we're motherhood experts because we because we're not <laughs> have no fucking idea what we're doing. Um, but we found each other, and we mm-hmm. found a mom squad and it's completely changed our lives. It's so saved our lives. Saved like, our lives. Truly. I always tell the girls, it's a group of five of us. And I always say like, y'all give me a reason to wake up. And I mean, obviously my kids, my son, <laughs> I was does. Gonna say, it's oh so morbid. That's so but dark. Wake up a better mom. Like yeah. I like with y'all, I'm like, okay, we can do this because I know I have them. And yeah, we all live within a mile of each other and yeah. see each other every single day. Yes. And our kids are, actually best friends they're best <laughs> friends so and that's hard with toddlers because toddlers don't share yeah and, yeah they're all obsessed with each other and we have found our mom squad after not having a mom squad for i mean really the first at least year yeah depending on how old our kids are but at least the first year some of us a little bit longer than that and it's, it's incredibly lonely to be mm-hmm. a mom um by yourself with no other mom friends because you really do feel completely isolated from yeah. people that don't have kids or people that don't have young kids. Right. Um, it's a completely different ball game. And yeah, before I met you guys, I was very much, I mean, I got back on my antidepressants. Like yeah. I was very alone. Right. So we wanted to create a podcast that was kind of like a mom squad for whoever was interested in having a new friend group and really Mm -hmm. just commiserating about, of course, the joys and the beauty, but really the shit show that is new motherhood. Yeah. Hence the name. This is about how motherhood has rocked Rocked us. us. So that's why we're here. And we're going to just be your mom squad. Yeah. Yeah. and, And share like the real and the funny and the ugly Sad and, the and the crazy everything there will be yeah. tears and laughter and a new baby take soon a, a sip of my wine now can i smell it mm-hmm. smell it so soon when i quit Seven smoking cigarettes baby. i used to have people blow cigarettes in my face Mm-mm. it sounds so bad 
I'd be like, just blow it in my face. Um, okay, let me ask you something. Um, what did you think motherhood would look like for you as opposed to what it actually became? My like when you weren't a mom. My first, like I, when you asked me that, I almost like giggle a little bit because I think that there's, looking back now, there's actually no way of knowing but you do come like there's this idea that you have in your head of like this is what I'm gonna be like. Yeah. This is what we're gonna do. This is how our family's gonna be. All of these things. I think the and this isn't exactly what you're asking, but like the overarching like I guess shock of what motherhood has been to me versus what I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. I thought I would, dare I say, have a village. Yeah. And until now we do. Right. Literally, but yeah. Until our group there wasn't one and I I chalk it up a lot to being in different stages of life as my friends which is true yeah and that's big time it's a big time factor because until you become a mom you do not know what it is like yeah period you can't you you, can't you, you absolutely can't know and so I think being pregnant and going into it and being the first of my friend my friend group that's in Nashville, uh, I think that was the biggest surprise is just kind of feeling like alone. Yeah. There's no, there's no village. Um, because your husband can't relate to you either. Right. So like you're not only alone from your former friends or your friends. I mean, it's not like you lose your friends, yeah. but it's just different. They Non-mom friends. They just don't get it anymore. Yeah. But you're also alone in your own house you're alone in your own head yeah it, it's a very that maybe that's a better way of saying it yeah. is like I expected it to be to have that village and to like have this community and and to all of a sudden I, feel whole yeah like, and there's a period of time where you're literally just like who the hell am I yeah. and then you almost go I'm saying you but me I'm the speaking about you. myself but yeah, it, yeah. And then it's like that those first however many weeks of postpartum, your life is a shit show and you're bleeding and you're leaking and you're crying and it's the best time of your life, but also the most confusing and also like the hardest. Like it's everything. Name an adjective. That's what it is. And so the first part is just confusing. And then you get to this point where you're like, oh man, like who am I now? Who, what is my new identity? And then it's the next stage of that is like, oh my God, I can't just be a mom. Like I have yeah. to have an idea, an identity other than just mom. And then that makes you feel really selfish because you should be totally happy to just be a mom. Right. Because society tells us that you're, we're so, and we are so lucky. You're so lucky to be able to conceive when so many people can't. Right. But you're very, you're going through something very real in it. And that is the mourning, the loss of your identity. Mm -hmm. And so you have to be able to be allowed to feel that. And because of like the innate mom guilt, you're having so many, the juxtaposition between how you really feel and how you want to tell people you feel Mm -hmm. because you feel like a piece of shit saying like, I'm miserable right right now because you're, you are and you're not. You know, right. you look at your baby and you're like, this is the most beautiful thing. I've never been happier or more in love. And I've also never been so sad, yeah. so depressed, and so alone. Yeah. And it's like, it's a real mind fuck. Yes. And that I think that's like what I, 
I didn't know that. I didn't, I was not warned that going into it, that it literally would be the most beautiful yet the heart. Like it's so many oxymorons in the same, in the, at the same time. Like it's the most beautiful thing and it's God, the ugliest thing at the same time. Yeah. And it's no, the like, happiest. But literally the ugliest. The you look oh, in the, the mirror the and ugliest. you're like, am I a jar of mayonnaise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's yeah. Li- ugly was a literal word. I looked at my postpartum <laughs> body. My mom said, she goes, whatever you do, so my mom, is, me and my mom are the same fucking person. My mom said, whatever you do, do not look in the mirror for at least a month. Which and is impossible because you're naked. Of course, the first thing I did was go into the bathroom and look at my body, which was a jar of mayonnaise. <laughs> and I, I, I gasped. It was a, <gasps> and I was like, I don't know. How do you even come back from this? And I had a yeah. C-section. So it was yeah. like, not only was there like a fucking gash, but it was just every, because pregnancy is misleading. Mm-hmm. Your belly I mean, you're you're you have the hottest body ever, but for normal people, your belly is com- coming out, but everything else is like tight. The skin is tight mm-hmm. with that baby. When that baby comes out, yeah, everything nothing. falls, yeah. <laughs> including your ass, your stomach, everything, your tits, everything. Your face um, falls. Your face say, falls off. The bags under your eyes, yeah, they're like because Botox, honey. Yeah, they're well, they just go down to here. Everything falls off. Your hair fall. Your hair falls. Literally, your hair your falls hair out. Your hair falls out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I I'm digress. Sure your vagina yeah. falls. It all. Everything. Your vagina falls. Yeah, it yeah. all falls. Everything. everything falls. Yeah, I don't even know how we got off on that. Yeah, but everything falls. It, oh, ugly. Literally being ugly. Ugly inside and ugly yes. outside. And so, and yeah. these beautiful these people that are like a few days after having a kid posting on Instagram, like, sorry, a you're fucking rich. You have help. <laughs> You have a makeup artist. Yeah. You have someone watching your kid. There is no realistic aspect to that. No. The postpartum fourth trimester is the ugliest trimester of your life. Yeah. And your hormones are also, you're, yeah. I, not even, I don't even know what word is appropriate to use to describe your hormones, but you are not a human. No, you're like, that's a, probably the yeah, best. You're, you're a just, you're actually not a human. Yeah. And there's no way of, of telling somebody no that. even if you were do tell you yeah i mean they're really like, they you're try gonna be a monster and you're not gonna know who no, you are people, be like, people are like no okay. you don't know mm-hmm. you don't know and you're like i know and they're like no you don't no you don't know and then you do it and you're like right you were exactly right it right. wasn't the greatest thing to hear and i hate those like just wait people the worst the just wait mothers yeah. we'll have an episode about mm-hmm. that but you really don't know and then once you know you're in this secret society together yeah. with everybody else that knows and you can't talk. You can't. There is this aspect of like, can I complain about this? Uh-huh. Because if I do, somebody's going to think you're always going to hurt somebody's feelings. So yeah. somebody's going to think I'm ungrateful or I should be so lucky that I have had this. And just because yeah. it's hard doesn't mean that you aren't grateful, but it's a whole thing. And and then mom guilt's a factor that you can't describe either, which I think we have an episode on that probably yeah. as well. But yeah, all of that to say, my what I thought motherhood, I, I didn't know about motherhood, which isn't yeah. really what you asked, but to kind of like answer that in a different way. Yeah. I didn't know how utterly isolating yeah. it would be. Truly isolating. And honestly, for me, and I know yours is very similar, pregnancy, and we don't have to go down this road, but pregnancy was the same way for me. Yeah. Well, it was during COVID. Right. So everybody was isolated. But I then mean, add literally on top you of had that, nobody. Like, yeah. so 
I started pregnancy or started really my motherhood journey at the darkest time of my life because I did feel so isolated. And then the rest of pregnancy was better. But it's like going back to just that. I I didn't expect the feelings of loneliness and isolation. I did too. I mean, I was touring up until uh, COVID shut all the tours down. Mm -hmm. So my last tour got canceled and we had just had that crazy tornado in Nashville that um, wrecked everything. Yep. Uh, it was the Black Lives Matter movement, which was shocking and terrible. And then there was COVID and everything got canceled. And I was literally wasted from, I, I would start drinking at like 11 or 12 in the <laughs> afternoon. Just the day that I found out I was pregnant, I poured out a margarita the size of my torso. I took the pregnancy test and I was like, okay, poured it out. So uh, the lifestyle change from being on tour, being drunk and just living that like free yeah. life to being super pregnant, being super isolated and alone, not working, then having the baby in a way that I'd never dreamed. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, my birth story was just not what anyone wants. Um, and then having her, it, it it rocked me. Yeah. I mean, when we were trying to come up with the name for this podcast, I think that was like the most appropriate thing because it literally rocked my world well and we've also talked about several times how when and I think all moms have said this at some point but you and I specifically have talked about how when your baby is born you are also born like there is a new Amy yeah that is born there was a new Macy yeah and I think I think that to tie into the original question my biggest shock and what what I thought motherhood would look like as opposed to what it what it does is that in my mind, and this is very naive, but in my mind, I was going to keep me. Mm-hmm. I was going to keep 100% of me yeah. while giving 100% to her. Yeah. And and I really, really thought that, and I'm still on a quest to achieve that somehow, mm-hmm. but it's a different quest now that I know. Yeah. But But I think that I was so shocked by how slow... I was able to come back to the world. Mm -hmm. I really felt incapable of going out in public for for a very long time. I really felt incapable. I I didn't want to look at myself. Um, I don't feel you don't. I was completely immersed in her, but I didn't want to sing or play music. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to write songs. I had no desire, Um, and I really felt like the only thing I can do is stay alive and keep her alive. Mm -hmm. I have no room in my soul for even one more responsibility. And I think that because of everything we see on Instagram and and just in in society in general, what what motherhood is portrayed is these people that, these women that wake up at 4 a.m. and run six miles and they have four kids and everybody gets an egg white in the morning (laughs) and then everybody goes to school with a perfect bag lunch and then the mother goes to work Mm -hmm. um, and then she also cleans the whole house and she also fucks her husband and Mm -hmm. she also does all the things that women are supposed to do and she does it while looking beautiful. Yeah, and she like doesn't look like she's had kids. yeah, Yeah, and then she posts about it and she's happy. And I felt so inadequate Mm -hmm. because 
I really thought the only thing I was capable of is not killing my kid Mm -hmm. and not dying myself. Mm -hmm. And I think like it really made me feel so, so inadequate as a mother and as a woman because I I really thought that other women were achieving all these things right away. And that's the most beautiful part about meeting other women that are like, oh no, honey, we're all struggling. Like we're, I'm two years postpartum and I am, just starting to get my career back. Yeah. I'm just starting to get my life back a little bit. Well, because I think I I wanted to let you finish that. No, but please. Half, half cut me off. Way, well, I'm really good at talking Shut me up, honey. People, so. Shut me up. I'll, she'll go. She'll go all day if you let her. I will too. But we're, we're making this work. I, like part of that is you can't, it's not so, like you can't, think of anything other than your kid. So it's not even that you don't have the time or yeah, the drive You're to consumed. write music. Like you literally, the only thing you want to do is things for your kid, yeah. which don't get me wrong. That's a great thing. That is what makes a great mother, right? Yeah. But I think in order to be your best mom self, you also have to take time for yourself. And that is really hard. But you can't to navigate. Oh, because no, you're breastfeeding. You if you're if you decide to breastfeed, which I did, you're breastfeeding a hundred percent of the fucking day. Yeah, which is and a, when you're not breastfeeding, job. you're pumping mm-hmm. because someone told job. you that's a good idea to fucking pump. Yeah, when you're not breastfeeding, don't do it, guys. If you haven't had a kid yet, just let them suckle on your boob. Don't pump right away. I told you I what wasted my, so much time pumping and stressing about pumping. I told you what my lactation consultant in the hospital made me do. Right? No. My nipples were inverted. And so in order to, quote unquote, get them out, she had me pump after every single feed. And that started in the hospital. So literally after Eli's first feed, I was pumping. And I did that for I don't know how long. So I was Dolly Parton walking around with size double Zs because they were engorged all of the time because that's what I I got mastitis twice. Yeah. Uh, which was so painful and I had to go on antibiotics. But yeah, same. I mean, I was, they convinced me I wasn't making enough because I had a C-section and the mm. colostrum came in later and the milk came in later. And it, I was, now I know I was making enough for her. They You've, need so little. They need so little. They're so small. Right. But they convinced me that she was starving and she they started giving her um, formula when I didn't want them to. Yep. Because they were like, well, she, she's she been, she, you know, when I would fall asleep, they would be like, she needed, and Nick would be like, okay, I guess give it to her. You yeah, know, like, you don't know anything. Like, no. yeah. You're drugged up. You're fucking, you're just, you're you're in this, like, alternate universe. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another thing that we'll talk about in another episode. But breastfeeding was, the, I think, the most stressful part yeah. of the beginning for me. Yeah. Just also the inadequacy. Yeah. I'm not making enough. That's more I can't of provide what, for my kid. Yeah. I'm not do I'm not natural. I'm not a natural woman. I'm not a natural mother. Yeah. Because there's nothing natural about breastfeeding, by the way, in no. the beginning. No. You have nothing. To, nothing. Yeah. They the baby's like I th- it, we are animals, but you have to coach your baby uh-huh. and you don't know what you're doing either. No. It's, I still I didn't figure out how to like hold his head and 
hold my boob the right way until like honest to God six months in. And I was like, oh, at first I'm, I literally would hold him with this hand on this boob and go across. I remember that the football football thing that they tell you about, they're like, do the football or do this and nothing's comfortable. Yeah. God, it seems like 10 years ago and it's It does. And guess who's about to do it? You're about to do it again? seven weeks. Okay, so let's talk about current states (laughs) before we literally talk for three hours. Let's talk about current states. You're about to have another kid. Are you going to do it naturally? Yes. (gasps) That's the plan. Unless I don't... like you're not gonna have it happen. You're not gonna have an epidural. No, I didn't with Eli. I, know and I would didn't. like to do that's wild the same thing again. I would do a home birth if Chase were comfortable. With it. <laughs> do not. I, I know you wouldn't let me. <laughs> I would never let you do that. <laughs> I think it's fucking awesome when people do home births if they don't die. Well, yeah, but there's a chance that you or the baby could die. Our birth with Eli was far too traumatic for you. To, Chase literally. Yeah. I mean, he's he thought that both of us were yeah, dying yeah, at one too. point. And so it's it, too he, scary. he can't stomach that. So we're doing happy medium at a birth center. Okay. So it's like a wing of the hospital. Yeah, I know. So it's, And it seems, I mean, it's m- way nicer. Yeah, they just encourage you. I had the, the nurse that was working. What's like the your bedside nurse called? Like the one that's just with you the whole time. What's the one that's called, Morg? Do you know what that's called? Is it a midwife? No, no. It's, you know, just the nurse when you like get to the hospital, the one that's doing everything for you. I only had one. Like your main nurse. I don't yeah, know. My main, my your, main nurse. Your main, yeah. Your main yeah. nurse. The one that Morgan's was like, with it's called the nurse. The whole time. Her name was Kathy. I'll never forget Kathy. Oh, Kathy. She, Kathy, Kathy, Kathy doubted me from the beginning. And Sweet Chase, he wanted this as badly as I did because yeah. he knew how important it was to me. And so he, said all the things that he wanted to say to like make sure she knew that's how I wanted it and all of that. And I literally every single time she'd be like, okay. Ew. Yeah. And oh, Kath. Oh, Kath. And so she, Kathy was just not really on, on my, that's on my not, team. And for those of you, you that need are listening, people on your team more you than do. Ever. And I just want to say for those of you that are listening, if you are a nurse, this is not a, a shade on nurses. Nurses are phenomenal. Every single nurse at the hospital other than Kathy, other than was Kath. an angel. Yeah. Like I, I had some angels loved too. all of the labor and delivery nurses. I loved the postpartum floor nurses. Like I wanted to bring them all home with me. So yeah. this is not a this is not a thing with nurses. This is a Kathy thing. Yeah. Kathy Kathy just wasn't on my team. So all that to say I hope Kath is listening. <laughs> this now. is not a hate Kathy episode. Yeah. So I I will move on. But um at the birth center they they want you to do it naturally too yeah so there's not like like literally i remember being i mean i remember everything because i had no drugs in me when i was delivering eli i was probably about eight centimeters dilated at this point in full active labor labor and i remember kathy leaning down looking at me going you know it's not too late and i was like that's so weird just respect what i would like to do like i've i've gone this far and and i know that that's not the case with most nurses so again this is not a nurse thing yeah it was she just there was something with her huh. that, yeah. So see, I was like, "Give me." So I love drugs anyway. Yeah, I, I don't need to be be having a child <laughs> to love drugs. So I was just like, I clearly want the drugs. Like when as soon as I, I got it? there, I was like, "Listen, let's just get all of this out in in the public eye. I want drugs." I don't want to feel anything. L- little did I know, I would l- literally have my guts on a table. Yeah. you know, twelve hours later. 
But I knew I wanted the epidural because I can't even imagine feeling that mm-hmm. the pain of a head coming out of my mm-hmm. vagina. <laughs> do you go? Do you just like black out? Like, do you actually? Oh no, remember? I vividly remember it. Oh, you remember? You're his like, head, no, I remember everything. I all. didn't crown, which is like you know, his head just popped out. His head literally, and there was no because Kathy didn't believe that I was where I was in labor. I'm not kidding. There was no nurse or doctor in the room. She she left. Chase his was finally like just out. Well, so sorry. <sighs> this is the visual. This is my vagina. Um, literally. I did. I pushed three times and his head went from inside of me to here. Literally yeah. just catap- like a cannonball. And I remember just being like, oh, like it felt it, so good. I delivered on my side. Because it was out. It felt so and good. And then I does was the just body like, just kind of like well, fall out? Little did I know his body still. I mean, I felt I truly felt like you thought he came out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it felt so good because I was done. I prior to that, I thought my butthole was going to come yeah. out. Like my, it was just going to be thrown across the room. Yeah. I no longer felt that because yeah. his head had popped out. Little do I know, his head is turning blue. Chase runs Your out of the room. Strangling yes. Him. Chase runs out of the room and says, the baby's here. Oh my God, the baby's here. And so four nurses run in and I'm still just like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling so good. I'm chilling on my side. And one of the nurses picked up my left knee and said, I need you to push. I need you to push. And I pushed two more times. And, and he, he was, was out. out. Yeah. Because he's a little nugget baby, too. He's a little nugget baby. Yeah. And so, I don't even remember what the See, my girl, was. my girl was eight pounds, nine ounces. Yeah, it was she was different. Big. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not happy for the C-section, but I, I think it would have really it fucked me up down your, there. Yeah, your vagina would be different. Yeah. She'd be a different, a different lady. Well, I'm in a totally different position than you because I am... As I said, I love to harp on my age. I'm um I'm 40. Okay, but we're making it relatable. Like to all the other moms. What is the stupid phrase now? Geriatric. No, there's like a there's a new one though. It's not geriatric. It's like elderly. Maternal <laughs> elderly birth. It's like maternal, maternal advanced, advanced maternal, maternal age. Which like uh, what? Well, I mean, there is science to it. So you do have a certain amount of eggs when you're born. And I, they, yeah. they decrease and decrease and the amount of healthy eggs are less and less. I guess I just I guess wish- when you what I just learned when I went to the gyno uh, the other day is that so at thirty five when I I was trying at about thirty seven got pregnant at thirty eight so you're already down to about fifteen percent mm-hmm. and Morgan our friend like our other mom friend who's filming she's production <laughs> she knows all about this shit but like your chances go from like 15 to at 40 when you, if you're trying to get pregnant, even if all the stars align, you're, you're at about five to 7% best. Which is crazy. Yeah. There's signs to it. I just wish that there was a nicer name. There should be a little nicer. That's all yeah, I'm saying. Just, of course, I'm, not, a little, I'm not shading. Like yeah. there's science. I get it. Like Whatever. sexy cougar. Maternal yeah. Age. Let's yeah. go for something like. Yeah. Milf stat. Like milf. Anything other than. What it is? I'm with advanced maternal. Are you? No. I'm with you. Um, because I am you an advanced maternal age. We for can go with trying milf to get pregnant because that is milf, fitting. if you will. Yeah. Um, I'm also a cougar. My husband's ten years younger than me, mm-hmm. so little known fact. But uh, I have a two year old. She's about to be two, and I, I have three siblings, so I have always imagined that I would give my child siblings. Mm-hmm. But recently, we've been trying. We've been trying for about six months. It's not working. Like so, trying, trying. Yeah, like doing the ovulation lots tests. Lots of sex. And yeah. Lots of 
<laughs> unwanted sex. Lots of sex. Um, <laughs> lots of grueling, <laughs> grueling sex. No, look, bless his Nick's heart. Love my it. husband. <laughs> it's a very happy time for him. Um, no, but Best so we've six been, months of Yeah, we, we've been trying. It hasn't been working. And the more that it doesn't work, the more that I question if I want it or, mm-hmm. or not. Um, do I feel like being pregnant again? Absolutely fucking not. Do I want another C-section? Fuck no. Um, do I want to deal with the year of recovery that it took me to get to get normal after Farah? No, but I do want this other yeah. baby. So where we are right now is we're, we stopped trying for the moment because I just really don't feel like it's making me happy. Um, and then we're going to revisit it later or we're going to adopt. So... That's well, you also I'm have at. really big things with your career happening. Yeah, I, I just will am toot finally getting my career back, and it feels really good. And again, I feel selfish. For no, that, no, that's why I said that for you. Like, yeah. I know that's why you didn't say that, but you have really big things happening with your career, and it's not selfish. It's really awesome that yeah. things are happening, and you're back into that part of who Amy is. And your career, too, which I don't know if you're worried about, but... You're the kind of person I feel. And now that we all have each other, mm-hmm. you can have this baby and still yeah, get yes. back to your career fairly fast. With music, it's very different. It doesn't wait for you. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's, I, I'm, I very much worry about being able to come back from another child taking realistically two years two, of, yeah. of my life where I really can't do much else. We don't have a ton of money. I can't afford to have a full-time nanny. I can't. Nor do I want. You it. don't want. Yeah, I, I want. Say I to. want to raise my kids. So we'll see. That's where I'm at. But um, yeah, I guess we'll just through this podcast. We will go through it together, honey. I know. I mean, you very well could change your mind, and I am very much. Or y'all could on have. Fence. You could have sex. Wanted sex and wanted sex. Y- every blue moon, I want it. It's not often. <laughs> not often, but every blue moon, I'm into it. Well, I. Th- I respect what you're doing yeah. and I'm proud of you for making that decision Thank you. because there has been a lot of pressure that you've put on yourself to make it happen. And you've I put have. yourself on the back burner a little bit because of that, which like yeah. ain't that motherhood, yeah. but you're taking, we'll see. I think that we just, I, I just need to listen to what I'm feeling and what I'm feeling is, is that it hasn't worked for a reason. This is not the right time for me mm-hmm. to, to get pregnant. Yeah. I would love to continue to drink wine. I would like yeah. to drink this summer. With me. <laughs> yes. With you. Because we've and never And I would like to just to focus on my kid and my career. And, and, and if the other kid comes, great. If not, I'm very much into the idea of adopting. Which I so. think is something that you should not ignore because yeah. not everybody feels that way. Not everybody feels that way. Yeah. So. Anyway, should we cheers to let's cheers navigating motherhood together? Cheers to navigating motherhood and the together. first episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. There's and so much good to come. Yes, and we will see you next episode. Rock, rock, rock me, mama.